coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. Her effing and swearing at them all. It is incredible. Safe to say she was really embarrassed and I have no doubt that all of the staff at reception have seen the tapes. You catch people doing things after a few too many beers and you have to quietly say to them, you do know this is a company event, don't you? It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP. I'm Callum Delietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for a little bit of inspiration and a lot of fun. Yes, this year hasn't been that much fun, but I can actually say for the first time I got to attend as a delegate a live business event. Yes, I know. It sounds crazy, but I was giddy. And the best thing was, there I was sitting in the audience I got to witness something incredible, something that actually blew my mind, XR technology. Now, I don't know if you already know about this, but I didn't. I knew about AR, I knew about VR, augmented reality, virtual reality, but XR stands for cross-reality or mixed reality, and they used this stage slash screen slash projection that was just fully immersive, and it took the speaker to a new world. From a professional studio to mountains and hilltops in this fantastical Narnia-type land. It was brilliant, and I loved watching it. I loved watching it from a live audience perspective, but also all of that digital audience that were witnessing it, and it was being broadcast to, would have found it so much more engaging and exciting. And to see, like, panellists sitting there amongst each other again... It was beautiful. I loved it. I got so... Oh, I just... I need to calm down. I can't, I, can't, I can't control myself. It just took me back to a time where I was there moderating real panels, talking to real panellists. And one of my favourites over the years has been Zach Roby, the commercial director for GES. He is intelligent, funny, and has some great banter. And I had to get him on the podcast. I had to get him involved in season two, episode one. So sit back, relax, enjoy. You're listening to RSVP. Hello, Zach, and thank you so much for joining us on RSVP. Oh, thank you very much for the invite, Callum. Always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. We've shared uh, a few panels together. We've shared a number of different stages, basically, and it's often a competition in who can be most charismatic, and you often win it, unfortunately. No, I'm not having that. You are very much the charisma of our industry, and I'm, I'm glad that you carry that well. <laughs> but it is it is good to uh, to have you on here because I'm you know constantly trying to sort of scout out people I think will be entertaining and when it comes to stories and entertainment I feel like you will be able to tick those boxes. I've been around a while sadly I'm getting old in the tooth now so the the older I get the more the stories increase. 
So the first part of RSVP is the R, where you get to rant. You're an opinionated guy. I'm sure there's something you want to get off your chest. What is your rant? If we look at the world today, it's a bleak, dark, tough environment to be in. And I think sometimes it's it's too easy to let the darkness swallow us whole and to forget all the good that there is, and particularly within our own industry. So I, for one, um, I am a big believer in gender equality, Black Lives Matter, and all that is right in the world. And, and I feel very fortunate to work in the events industry. And I think most people in my position, particularly within GES, where obviously I'm commercial director, we feel very lucky. I, I, I have a global role. I travel the world and work with all of the offices from Dubai to Chicago to Vegas, Dallas, and, and everywhere in between. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Throughout all of that, what I see, our board, our top board is full of talented, intelligent, driven women. My boss, my director is a woman. Most of my event delivery team are women. We have no gender pay gap. Wherever I travel, I see all races, religions and cultures. And that makes me very proud. So whilst I understand that GES certainly has a path that it must continue to follow, it's very easy to get wrapped up in the movements and to forget the good that there is in the world that doesn't in any way belittle the Black Lives Matter movement or gender equality. It's just it's OK now and again to say someone's doing what they can. Someone is out there fighting for this and actually doing it day to day. And that's something that I'm very, very proud of. By no means would we ever say we've done that and that's a ticked box. It certainly is never a ticked box. It's an, it's an evolution and it's something you always have to be aware of. And I just want to say, in this very dark moments that we're all living right now, there is light. There are some people that get it right. And I guess that's my only, it's not really a rant. It's more of a, as bad as it is, there really is some great out there. No, and I completely agree. I think, you know, a lot of people can kind of get in the habit of condemning and pointing the finger, but not often championing the the people that are doing some good, you know, or making some progress in those areas. And I think often it's actually the positive messages that can have more of an impact still still towards the same cause. You know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, for example, I think I've started to take a bit more of a conscious effort on sharing more positive posts that are still aiming for the same end goal, but have a, a less negative. I, I think there is a place for the negativity and you do kind of, in some instances, you know, have to shock and you have to kind of wake people up to it. But I think there is definitely more need to champion the beautiful stuff and the progress and the positive messages uh, like you've mentioned. Absolutely. And I think you're right. Black Lives Movement can not only focus on the negatives that we're getting wrong, but actually can also herald what we're getting right, as well as the gender equality that we're fighting for, as well as religious equality and so on. And, and actually, as I said, if I was ever on a show and a, a member of my crew felt that they couldn't come to me and ask if they could pray, I would be horrified. But it, that's just not the case. It's accepted you do what you need to do as well as work you know we 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 all have a life around it it's no different to me having to disappear sometimes halfway through the day to get my children from school that is my life and the way that my world is mapped together and ges wouldn't have a problem with that either if my child was ill there would be no one that would say no you let the little bugger sit at the school and throw up everywhere that's what he's there for they would say off you go pack your bags and we'll send you the minutes to the meeting and i, I just wanted to wave that flag about the, the positivity within those movements that can be seen but I will say it again. This is not a road travelled. We are continually travelling. We have not reached the destination. We know we have more to do and we will continue to do more. Mm -hmm.
the next stage of RSVP is a chance where, you know, you said that you're long in the tooth, but I'm sure you've got many stories to share. So what is your most memorable experience of a destination? So one of my favorite countries in the world to do the events in, uh, it's, it's between two and, and I'm really sorry, I would, I would struggle. And I'd probably even say three. If, if I had to nail it down to three, and I've done events from the weird and the wonderful all over the world, I would say, in no order, Chicago blew me away. Sporting history, facilities of the uh, conference centres, the hotels around, the airport transfers, the, the vibe, the pizzerias in the evening, the wonderful, cool little tucked away blues bars. It's just it's just a wonderful experience. The Windy City blew you away. The Windy City did blow me away. And I and I just fell in love with it. Some cities know how to hold an event. Chicago knows. And I was there. We were holding an event at the same time as the NBA All-Stars game was going on. And these guys have obviously had the Chicago Bulls there. They know how to do an event well. And they just, they just it just blows me away. It's a great city. Secondly, for sheer glamour, for sheer value for money, um, for for wow, it's Dubai. It will always have a special place in my heart. The Middle East is a wonderful mix of Bedouin tents and five-star hotels, a mix of wonderful culture from the Arab nations to the bling and glitz and glamour we all see on Instagram. Their five-star service, they just know how to do service, but everywhere. It's five-star service from the Ubers to the hotels to the restaurants to even the, the June bashing. It's five-star service and they, and they do it like they want to. It's not fed into you. And thirdly, honestly, there's no place like home. The United Kingdom. We, I, I once bought a motorbike in Scotland and I thought I'll fly up and I'll ride it back. And I'll just blast back. I just, just want to get home. England is one of the most beautiful places in the world. When I came back on that motorbike, I stopped so often. What should have taken seven hours took 18 because I just couldn't take enough of it in. The Scottish border towns, if you've never been there, they're wonderful. Even coming through some parts of Northern England, through the Midlands, it's we are so lucky. We moan about the rain, but we're surrounded by these green, luscious landscapes. It, it gives us so much. I live in the Cotswolds and I say to my son, I say, Alfie, look at that. And it's woods and rolling fields and beautiful manor house hotels. And he just thinks, you know, his dad is mad because all nine-year-olds do think their dad is mad. But we are so lucky to have this. So whilst we may be forced on lockdown and quarantining and limited amount of air bridges, let's not forget what we have home because it really is something very special. Do you know what? It's, it's so funny you say that because there was a stint where I was on a plane so regularly in the space of about two months. It was just on and off planes constantly. And I think the last trip, it was in the height of summer as well. So I was going to these exotic destinations like the ones you've mentioned, you know, Dubai, lots of heat. And I came back on my last flight to England. And as I was flying over and I just saw how much green was below me because there are very few countries as green as this land. And it is because we have so much rain. But when the sun is shining on that greenery and when you can experience the, that destination, you can go into those woods and you see those rolling hills and things like that. It is really beautiful, and I have to completely agree with you. So next is a memorable hotel experience that you've had. I feel terrible for saying this. I have, I have been so very lucky in my 
in my lifetime of experience of, of events, I've traveled the world. There have been many times I have woken up and had genuinely no idea what country I'm in and which hotel. Because it, it happens to us all when you're traveling. It's not bragging rights. It just is you think, am I in the Marriott in Chicago or am I in the Holiday Inn in Slough? And, and it is that spectrum. You do forget. But I would say that probably one of the ones that really sticks in my mind was staying in the Cap Rakat in Mallorca which is an old abandoned fort, which has been turned into one of the leading hotels of the world. I will honestly say that as a hotel experience goes, guest experience and delegate experience, they understood that it that the experience starts at the airport and ends at the airport. Even more so for the experience starts in the build-up to when you're on the way there. So the email, the, the collateral that they're giving you and so on. I would say that that's, it's a two-hour flight, but I could have been... On another planet, it was like nothing I've ever experienced. I love that, that feeling of, of being truly removed from the rest of the world, regardless of where it is, but just being in your own little bubble. Yeah, absolutely. And, wh- and while I was there, I was it was for a, a pharmaceutical company um, and it was an internal event. And one of the afternoons, the sales director for EMEA, we had nothing in the agenda. And he said to me something which has sat with me for the rest of my life. I said... We, we don't have anything Tuesday afternoon. We've got a full day Tuesday morning. We've got no activity Tuesday afternoon. You've got no speakers, no agenda, nothing. What do you want to do? And he said to me, Zach, the most precious thing that you will ever have in your life is time. Let's give them time to do as they wish. He was right. To have given them those hours where we didn't beat them up with agenda, with speakers, with workshops, with icebreakers, with breakout rooms, with all of those things that we pushed, to have given them those four hours to explore, to sleep, to use the pool, to, to do as they wish brought them back into the event stronger. We stay in these wonderful hotels, but Callum, how many times have you seen the airport, the taxi, your hotel room, the conference room, the taxi, the airport and gone home and not actually even been to the hotel gym, the swimming pool, the bar, the outside of there, probably too many. And he was so right. That four hours of you're staying in this wonderful hotel, do as you wish, enjoy it. This is your time. We've taken you from your family. I think that was really special. And, and we could take a lot from that. The final story uh, for this section of the podcast is about your most memorable food experience. Oh my God, I love this question. Because I, I like you, Callum, I follow you on Instagram and I and I love watching your stories. You travel as much as me and I love that because you go to many different places I haven't been, which gives me thoughts of places I want to go and so on and so forth. And it would be so very easy for you and I to say, well, I once had afternoon tea in the Burj Al Khalifa and it was, it was wonderful. Or, you know, there's so many 250 pound afternoon tea um, experiences and meals and so on that you and I could name, I'm sure. But do you know my favourite event food experience? And it's one I have been doing since I was 22, and I'm now 23-ish, 43. So I still look forward to it. Leave the Park Lane Hilton from the exit at the back that comes out via Whiskey Mist. Walk down that road right round the back, and on the right-hand side, there is the smallest black cab cafe you have ever seen in your life. A little upstairs with maybe three tables and a downstairs with five. I will challenge any Londoner and any person in the world to find me a better meal in London for £5. It's all cooked by her. She runs it. She shouts. She swears. She's loud. She's crass. She's funny. All of the black cab guys are in there. It's the best cafe food in the whole of London. And every time I work at the Park Lane Hilton or every time we win a job, it's going to be there. I think, amazing. 
I'm going to go and eat there. And I take the crew there. And we walk in and it's exactly what you would expect. It's lasagna, it's paniera rubiata, it's panini. But she makes it. And it's a fiver. And you have this wonderful London vibe of white geezer from the cabbies coming in and her effing and swearing at them all. It is incredible. So much so, I take my son and my daughter there and they walk in and they pull my daughter's cheeks and fuss her and my son gets extra portions and then she goes, oh, it's chocolate for you both. And I just, that's the real food experience of our industry. And we should do more to help those. That is exactly the kind of thing, you know, when people are coming to London to visit and they say, oh, where should I eat or something like that? And and I often struggle with kind of giving them a recommendation that's going to give them a, a London experience. But there is nothing more London than being in a black cab cafe and just having a, all right, darling, and getting served, a you know, a plate in a greasy spoon. That That is a brilliant food experience. The London experience. And more importantly, the small business experience. She owns that cafe. It's Her mother owned it. They've had it for generations. She makes everything. She pours her heart into it and it comes out in the food and it comes out in the way she serves people. That is an experience. The next part of RSVP is your dream event. And there are no limitations. I don't want you to feel like budget or even reality should get in your way you can do whatever you want with this event where would it be who would host it and what kind of entertainment would you have oh where would it be it would be multi-destination it would always be multi-destination what would it be it would be a message of inspiration you don't have to be producing the brits awards every single time you don't have to put thousands of lights in the ceiling i've always believed And this is very contentious, but you know me. You know I like to agitate. Content is not king. Far from it. Context is king. Content is the prince. Context. Say the right thing to the right people in the right manner, and they will follow you. They will follow you everywhere, and they will fight for you. Context is king. An event that nails context gets the right people in the room, in the right room and says the right thing in the right way that's the dream event and if you could get and this is dead or alive any kind of combination of speakers to perform that to to get that inspiration out there like who is it you find the most inspirational that you think could do that job and take to the stage and inspire across multiple destinations well the first name that springs to mind without fail would be Kofi Annan that man I mean Wow. He is a negotiator and a man that makes countries sit down regardless of their beliefs and talk. Can you imagine what he has seen? Can you imagine the negotiations that he's had to be a part of to stop warring countries fighting? How he's had to inspire them to be better without insulting them? How he's had to inspire them to stop what you're doing because it's wrong without saying you're wrong? but yet get them to understand themselves that what they are doing is wrong. The stories he would have and his manner of delivery would be nothing short of fascinating. Coming up behind him, I'd probably get some young blood in there, people you've never heard of, people who are quietly working behind the scenes. There's a, there are some really young, talented, true entrepreneurs. We're not talking Instagram entrepreneurs. We're talking true entrepreneurs out there that have done some wonderful out, work out there. There's, a, there's an event I, adv- I admire very much called the Web Summit. I don't know if you know it out in Lisbon. I really admire it. They, they really get it. They have startups getting up there and you think, 
oh my God, you are incredible. That's going to change the world. There's some great technology happening at the moment where guys have just had a vision and gone out and built it. How wonderful would it be to speak to a guy who's had a vision, gone out and built it and changed someone's life? It really is. That that would be my mixture of speakers. Someone really high-end negotiator, Kofi Annan, and then the guys that are really doing it day in, day out, inspiring their own families to change the world. With that combination and and with the the end goal of inspiration globally, I think that would be a great event. And and also, although it is a dream event and we do say reality is is, you know, shouldn't be a barrier, I think that that is realistic. You could make that event happen. So, Zach, the final stage of RSVP is pains. People write in and share anonymous confessions with us and this one should definitely entertain you. So here we go. Dear Callum, when you're on an incentive trip, you, as an event planner, basically become a walking cash point. You spend all your time buying round after round of drinks until everybody stumbles back to their hotel. And this was certainly the case for me on this particular trip. But nevertheless, after a very boozy night, I had managed to get everyone back to their rooms and off to bed, ready to be up early and head to the airport the next morning. However, the following morning, one of the delegates came to speak to me in private about her escapades the night before. During the night, she had woken up to what she thought was her son crying, so she jumped out of bed and ran out of the room. Once outside, she heard the door click, and as she fully regained her consciousness, she came to realise she had run into the hotel corridor 100% naked. Obviously, without a key or a phone, she had to make her way down to reception, still completely naked. I love that she said 100% naked as well, just so you know that there was no underwear involved. This is 100%, 100% naked. <laughs> Not 98. Full flesh on show here. The security guy had seen all of this on CCTV footage and made her a new key. So when the lift doors opened in reception, he had his eyes covered with one hand and a new card key in the other. Safe to say she was really embarrassed and I have no doubt that all of the staff at reception have seen the tapes. Well, I'm, I'm sure we've all been there in some way or shape or form. Have we? Have we all been there, Zach? Uh, <laughs> no, definitely not. But I'm trying to make the anonymous person feel a lot better. Look, we've all we've all been on these incentive trips and they've got a bit boozy. I've never ended up in a corridor naked or anywhere naked other than my own privacy. 100% naked as well. Remember, 100% naked. 100% naked. But I have to be honest, I have been on incentive trips where the morning after the stories are horrific and, and or conferences and you catch people doing things after a few too many beers and you have to quietly say to them, you do know this is a company event, don't you? You just have to remind them and they hurriedly stop whatever it is that they're doing. But I, I mean, I, I feel for the poor woman. However, you know me quite well on Instagram and you know I would have just struck down. I'd have stood and had a coffee with the security guard. What do you think, mate? Getting an eyeful? Not bad for 43 any. Anyway, I'm off to bed. Take care. Picture? <laughs> yeah, that's what worries me about you is you... Pre- <laughs> You probably, they would have been ushering you back to bed. They would have been, Zach, can you please leave the lobby now? And you're like, well. They'd have been throwing blankets around me. Yeah. But as I, before, I would have just had a quick cheeky bicep pose just to finish it off. <laughs> and the preparedness of the guy who'd seen it all on CCTV and already started to prepare her a new key. I think that is, that is a great service. Great hotel. That's concierge service for you right there. A massive thank you to the hyper-confident Zach Roby. I promise you, if he was naked in a hotel lobby, he wouldn't blink twice. Now, while that is a lovely image to leave you on, don't go anywhere just yet, because Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager for Song Division, is going to wrap up this episode in another one of his very clever and very creative songs. 
But before he does, I want to encourage you to like, subscribe, review. Yes, write a little review. Give us five stars. Why not? But most importantly, what I really want you to do is write to me with your anonymous confessions. I promise you, no one will ever find out. All you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. And then I can read out and share some of the best stories that you just don't want to put your name to. But until then, play it, Sam. Okay, Callum, let's make this a funky feel-good number. Here we go. Here comes Zach, Mr. Charismatic, believes in making things fantastic. Equality, diversity, that's the goal. Don't let the darkness swallow you whole. Living mindfully every day. Look for the things that deserve our praise. It's easy to get caught up in the fight. But we all need to embrace the light. Charismatic might not be there